Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Remember the Thai Cave Rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, my hosts are Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer, and we talk to WWE Hall of Famer, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We talk about the life and legacy of superstar Billy Graham. We talk about Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns and their main event match at WrestleMania 39 and so much more right now on the Busted Open Podcast. (laughs) WWE Hall of Famer. Again, the host of Stone Cold Takes on America. He's the one man that could take a mini Winnie and make it white lightning. Our guest right now, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sir, how are you? Hey, man. I, I thought I was joining in early for a sound check. Uh, can y'all hear me okay? <laughs> we, we, could, we could hear you fine. And we appreciate the time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's good to be with you guys. <laughs> So, you know, I got to ask you right off the bat. Do you now believe in ghosts? No. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't never seen a ghost in my life. I ain't never heard a door slam. I ain't never seen objects move across the room. I ain't never seen an apparition. Well, I mean, there's a couple of times where I thought I might have seen an apparition, but that was a few cocktails in. (laughs) And, you know, (laughs) But, you know, I think those people really believe that they're, that I guess they believed in ghosts. Uh, I, I, they wasn't enough there to convince me. Now, that prison was a creepy place. Other than that, it was just a creepy place. First of uh, all, I, you've wrestled The Undertaker and have had blood baths, so that has happened, uh, supernatural powers. Second of all, I have lived in a house that had a ghost in it, and I have seen many spirits, and we'll have a whole other conversation about this um uh you let me know when you want to do that we will 100 percent uh love the show and if there's anyone who could take on the world or america it would be you how did this all come about for you well i got pitched the idea by someone who i used to work with at usa network and they said hey do you want to work i said well yeah i want to work <laughs> and uh, i said what you got and uh she goes well what do you want to do i said I said, I don't know. I said, I haven't been really thinking about anything. I've been doing these broken skull sessions, hanging out with WWE superstars, and I love that. And uh, she she come back with, hey, what about doing a show where you do a lot of things that you've always wanted to do, but you never got a chance to do? I said, man, that sounds like the greatest idea I've ever heard. 
And then we started pitching it around and uh, some people were interested in it. So we said, yeah, and, and they, they greenlit this thing. And you guys probably know how the, the hardest thing in show business is to get anything greenlit uh, without shooting a pilot. And they said, we don't need a pilot. Y'all just go do it. So we jumped out there and started doing it. And they, they went and greenlit it. Uh, my wife and I said to each other, because it was just getting dead winter, and they give us a green light and they said, hey, man, we want to start in November. And my wife and I kind of opened our eyes. We were like, surely they're going to wait till spring. Like right now would be a great time to film this show because it's green, the sun's out. In winter, we got our ass handed to us as far as weather out here in northern Nevada. And then the days are short. You lose light about 4.30 p.m. So we had a lot of challenges going up against us. I was surprised we started shooting in winter because it presented us a lot of problems. But that's how it started. I got pitchy idea, sounded great. Now, when you get all the network creative in there between my ideas and theirs, there's going to be some, you know, combining uh, of ideas, some of the fish out of water stuff I thought was really tough. Uh, I, th I think the show, uh, I like the back half of the show. We finally kind of start finding the rhythm and get to a little bit more adrenaline space area, which is kind of what I thrive in. Steve, um, of the episodes that have aired so far, which uh, which has been your favorite or the one you enjoyed filming the most? Well, it wasn't it wasn't the first ones I've seen. I think that those are the ones yet to come. A lot of the the best footage to me has been some of the interactions between myself and the crew members. Uh, I met 11, 12 different you know complete strangers, and these were all tried true professionals. I got to give a shout out to my crew because I mean. If I'd had a Jay Brown crew on this, it'd turn into you know hell in a handbasket, and it went down the hill fast. So my crew and I had a great time hanging out in that RV, and I think that's some of the best stuff we did was hang out in the RV and BS. And and uh, I made margaritas for everybody, and we're gonna get to that in the back half of the show. But I haven't got the events we've done thus far have not been my favorite. Uh, again, the name of the show is Stone Cold Takes on America. It's 10 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays on A&E. And I could tell that you're a very competitive person. How do I know this is the axe throwing competition, that episode. I actually, it was like I was like watching like my Cowboys play on Sunday. Like I'm totally into it. I'm rooting for you. You fell behind. You make the monster comeback. Like I just love the way that no matter what you do, you're able to really grab people and bring them in. And you're able to do that in that episode, sir. Well, I'll tell you something about that axe throwing episode. We got into that uh, bar. I didn't meet those two cats yet. I was over kind of throwing by myself. And every now and then when I go to my brother-in-law's place, we'll throw hatchets at a big log. But I'm one of those power throwers. Man, I'll rear back and we'll just throw the hell out of those things. But that's not the technique that they employ. So, you know, when you saw those first axes bounce off that target, that was a shoot. But that's just a step forward or a step back to make the adjustment. When I was over on the side, I was nailing everything, man. I, I could have killed a dinosaur if he was charging at me. <laughs> And I, and I am very competitive. And that eight, when they call that wild card eight or whatever it was, that was a shoot as well. The, the, the thing about this show is it is all real, and that's a good thing. And, and to backtrack one split second, I love bowling with the seniors. So when I say that, that these uh, aren't the, my favorite things that I've done, bowling with the seniors was one of the favorite things that I've done, done because those people were so badass cool. And I got my ass handed to me. I told him going into this, if I break 100, that's a good game for me because me and my wife bowl about once every 10 years. 
And I've been meaning to pick it up, but getting my ass kicked by a bunch of seniors. I, I thought I was going to go in there and just mop up the floor with them because, to your point, I wasn't going to throw no game. This wasn't a work. I was trying to go in there with, with – I had. I, I was thinking, I'm bloodthirsty. I'm going to kick these seniors' ass. <laughs> Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> if, there's, if there's two things those seniors can play, it's bowling and bingo. And that's what I want to see you – I want to see you play some bingo with them seniors. You're you're right about that. And, and everybody's drinking coffee. I know it's early in the morning, but I do have my Steve Austin Broken Skull IPA that I'm going to drink while we do this God interview. Dad, I appreciate the plug. Yeah, of course. And, you know, this show means a lot. One thing that we've been talking about all morning, Steve, is superstar Billy Graham. He passed yesterday. You know, one of the greatest legends. Somebody that inspired so many wrestlers. And... The one thing that's been great, and we had, you know, George Napolitano, Greg Gagne called in, we, uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg, with so many great stories of superstar Billy Graham and how he inspired so many wrestlers. I know that you were a fan as well. Man, I was a huge fan of superstar. And I remember when uh, WWE made that uh, DVD or whatever you want to call it about him 20 years too soon, superstar Billy Graham. And he really was superstar Billy Graham. Like when he was working heel and trying to get heat, and he had legit heat, and he was all about the showbiz, right? Bully, because it's like, like, like you know, when you when you go to Japan, like you go like that, like you know, the the veterans they want to work light. Now those young bucks in there, you know, the guys are going through the dojos. I mean, they're they're damn near shooting. But Billy was all about that, putting on a show. He was a true showman, uh, one of the greatest physiques. It was probably the best physique in the game at that time promos just light years ahead of his time and and i don't say i don't mean this to be like like he should have been the first stone cold because like i was a heel and turned baby face but superstar was in those shoes and vince senior for some reason whatever whatever it was when had that monster heel run because he because he started becoming so popular all they had to do was work that angle to turn him baby and it would have been freaking massive so it would have been interesting to to see what Vince Jr. would have done with the guy because I, I don't know what happened there, but yeah, he was very influential, very charismatic, a complete showman. And, you know, I, I love the guy. I, I called him a couple of times way back in the day, talking to him about his career. And, you know, he was, he was certainly at a different level uh, mentally than a lot of the guys were. Steve, uh-huh. um, do you, you just, ter- you just talked about turning superstar babyface. Do you know that Superstar actually pitched to Vince Senior during during his championship run to turn babyface? I did not know that, but yeah. I mean, it would have been massive. We were talking about it earlier in the show because um, uh, Keith Elliott Greenberg brought it up. I think Greg Gagne brought it up that the agreement with Vince Senior was, hey, we're going to put the strap on you for nine months and then you're going to drop it to Backland. But Superstar realized about seven or eight months in that I'm getting over as a baby face. And he yeah. said, you know, let's let's do this. But Vince Sr. is like, no, we already shook our hands and a deal is a deal. And it kind of just fell be- between the cracks. So Superstar saw it. And also uh, on that note, and I didn't know that, but he was never trying to be a baby face. He was still remaining true to, to what whatever that agreement was, but he was – trying to be the heel. He wasn't catering to anybody. He wasn't selling out. 
he was getting those pops, but he was still trying to be a heel. And you got to respect that because he knew his role. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad you told me that backstory because certainly if anybody could have felt it, it was him. I mean, God dang, that the fact that the promotion, I know a handshake's a handshake, but you know, to deal like that, when you get lightning in a bottle and things happen or, organically, uh, you got to do it. And Steve, uh, he pitched to Vince Sr. Uh, this idea of a t-shirt that wrestlers didn't have <laughs> and brought up the prototypes to Vince senior. And they just kind of passed on it. Something, you know, about with the merch deals, but uh, could you imagine that he would have been the second ever wrestler to have a, have a wrestler t-shirt and they passed on it. Golly, you know what? It's just interesting. Uh, you know, being, being a fan of the, the rock band kiss, they were the innovators in the rock and roll scene. As far as merch and swag go, they, they kind of, they really, there might've been other people that had a t-shirt, but just really pushed it. So it, it was just interesting to, to be in the business and you know how much money you can make on uh, merchandise from a guy to pitch an idea. And, and the company is just thinking, Hey, we're, we're doing wrestling. We're not thinking about selling t-shirts. And now, <laughs> as we all know, WWE and, and all the companies make tons of money off merch and swag and stuff like that. So again, an, an innovator and ahead of uh, a lot of the rest of the boys. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge. Inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
everyone. Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And and, so, and and you mentioned and you mentioned Kiss. We all know Mr. Speed is the best Kiss song. But uh, uh, go go. That's not <laughs> where you start time, God. David. Stop it. Dear God, Steve. December third, last Kiss show in Madison Square Garden. You're going to make the trek up to uh, God's Country, New York City, and come see the show. And New York City is not on my radar. I'm down, <laughs> I'm down here in uh, Northern Nevada, and uh, uh, it, the temperature has finally warmed up. Everything has turned green. The grass was dormant. We had this much snow. You can't even see how much snow on the ground. I damn near wore a tractor out pushing my driveway clean. So I'm, I'm enjoying the weather here. I started uh, in, in this show in, in a couple of episodes, I, I uh, do a side-by-side race. And I've worked with Kawasaki Motorsports for many years. And so I started a race career that, that started from uh, meeting some of the people uh, that I've met during this show. So that's my new competitive endeavor. And so no bully, I'm not coming to uh, New York to, to go see the KISS. I don't know if, it's, if it was the last concert, the biggest, baddest ever, I'm not coming. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to enter my races. <laughs> hey, uh, Steve, back to your show. You used to wear a vest that said no fear. I know for myself, especially Bully likes to goad me into doing stupid things. And Tommy Dreamer will do stupid things. Uh, oh. You know, I was, I was afraid of heights and I, uh, because, but Tommy Dreamer would get into a scaffold match. For you, with this show, is there anything that, you do not want to do or would be fearful to do, but yet you go ahead and do it because of the show? Or is there something that you would say, no, I'm not going to do it? Well, you know what? There's only so many things that you can say no to as far as, like I said, working with the weather conditions out here, some of the stuff that we that we did indoors, that fish out of water stuff just killed me. I mean, just killed me. Bully, and Tommy, you know this as well. When I went to do the weather, which is an upcoming show, I went to do the weather in, in Reno. Mm-hmm. It was a live spot. And I go in there. At first, my, my call time was 1245 a.m. to be there at 215 to go on the air at 430 a.m. I ain't had no sleep. It's not like back in the day, Bully, when I could do that and, and go work a, a five-star match in the garden. Uh, so anyway, I was cranky as hell. I I'm so up. glad you gave yourself five stars, by the way. <laughs> Hey, you got to protect the gimmick, right, brother? <laughs> to learn how this girl does the weather, and she's a whiz. Her name is Madison McKay. She's awesome at what she does, and she's taking paragraphs like this and, and economizing them down to that with just the pertinent information to get all these people to and from work because there's a lot of snow going on at the time. And I worked myself into a shoot, Tommy. It was like, hey, man, I'm going to be on live TV. i got to help these people get to work. And I, to, to, to put it, uh, be radio friendly. I craft the bed big time. Hell, bully. When when I get on live television, if there's a if the, if the red light's on, I'm good to go. Man, they turn that red light on. I don't know if y'all remember that old episode of Brady Bunch where who was it? Cindy Brady got on TV and she just froze up. <laughs> it, it was bad. That's how painful it was. And then I, I took orders in a steak. I took took orders. I waited tables at a steakhouse. 
hell even running that drive through window. Uh, there was such a snowstorm, hardly any customers come through. So we needed more reps at that. But yeah, it's those fish out of water moments that, 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 that really crushed me. And I, you know, I, I didn't fear them, but I knew as I was doing them, I'm like, man, dude, you suck. <laughs> and again, again, that stone cold takes on America 10 PM Eastern time on Sunday on A and E. And listen, I'm a very opinionated person here on the show on busted open. Obviously we all know that Mr. Speed's the best kiss song. And we all know Steve that Cody should have beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. Am I, am I right on that? Am I right on both things? Absolutely not. Mr. Speed is an average song at best. And Cody beating Roman would not have gotten Cody over <clears throat> anymore. As a matter of fact, it, it might have worked against him. Uh, the way they had it uh, set up, he showed Bill and his wife, Sarah, beautiful babies there. He's holding the baby. It's going to be the storybook swan you know, song ending, and God dang, the story is told. And those guys came out there with the outside interference. Like I've said before, I love that spike from Solo Sokoa. Uh, you know, uh, Sammy, Kevin, uh, blunt line guys, Jimmy J getting involved in that. It was chaos. It was exciting. They built it up and just had a hell of a match. Roman's on fire right now. And one of these days, it'll be time to take that belt off and put him on somebody else. But you don't make Cody by taking the belt off the right guy at the wrong time. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, now yeah, say Dave. to him what you said to me. Go ahead. That's okay. Like the guy who's on your Mount Rushmore of greatest wrestlers of all time. Now you're going to finally listen to your two co-hosts. So at least thank you for doing that. You got, you don't have a retort. We finally silenced you. Stone Cold takes on America 10 p.m. Eastern time (laughs) each and every Sunday on 80. Cody, I mean, so, so uh, Dave, why did you think it was the right time? I I just think he was there. I was there. That's number one. Number two. No, seriously. I just thought, you know, I want to leave happy after my event. I want to cry. Yay, Cody. I don't want to leave with something called heat. Oh, I can't take. I believe Tommy. I believe Steve asked me the question, not you. I I just thought pro wrestling is all about moments. And I thought the moment was there. I just feel like right now they're going to be chasing that moment. And who knows? how the fans are going to feel about Cody nine months from now, 10 months from now. I just thought the moment was there. The fans were ready for it to happen. I just think to me, it was a missed opportunity. Well, and you know, six and one half dozen, the other, I, I completely thought that they made the right decision. I really respect the hell out of Cody for, for what he did when he walked away from WWE and found mm-hmm. himself went down to AEW and then came back or, or was hired back, however that works. And, you know, he, he, he gets injured. He blows out a peck. He competes in the world was the Royal Rumble. And now, now he comes back and, you know, he gets in the main event with Roman. And I just think it was so storybook. It would, it would have been so cliche to put the belt on him more so than, than that really. Being. Has he earned the opportunity to be there? Yeah. But is, is he, was, would he have been the right guy? Right now, trying to you know take out Roman Reigns, and I just I just think not. Roman is so on fire and is so money right now. Uh, Cody's going to be there. The, the fans. I thought it made to me it, it made me respect Cody more. You know, when you're laying down there looking at the lights, and you know that hey man, that that story is going to be completed one of these days. But but it ain't going to be right here. And it was for the right reasons, and the reasons was business. 
uh, Stone Cold, once again, we appreciate the time, as always. Uh, loving the show. The first three episodes have been absolutely fantastic. Can't wait to see what you're going to be doing next. Again, it's Stone Cold Takes on America and 10 p.m. Eastern Time on A&E and Stone Cold, like... Tommy said, you're on my Mount Rushmore. I think most people who are listening to this show right now would agree. And thank you so much for giving us your time this morning. Oh, man, I appreciate you guys for having me on and, and helping me out. And uh, appreciate the support on the beer, Dave. It, it means a lot to me. Uh, proud of that beer and proud to be in, in, in the beer business. So thank you guys for having us push the show, Stone Cold Takes on America and, and everything. And I always like to listen to you guys. you got a great opinion on everything other than that uh, WrestleMania thing, Dave. That's all right. You know what? We can always disagree. That's part of the beauty of pro wrestling. And we'll see what happens at WrestleMania 40. We'll see who's right, who's wrong. <laughs> but we can agree that Mr. Speed is the best kiss song. Ugh. That we can well, agree on. <laughs> Steve, do you have a favorite I, I, kiss I song? A, I know I'm on a timeline bully, but go go number one kiss song. Uh, I, I, it's, rock and, it's, um, it's Detroit Rock City. 100%. Yeah. All right. Well, well, again, so, Steve, you don't understand. He's so mad right now that you have agreed with me on the best kiss song and on the finish uh, of Cody and Roman and WrestleMania. He's seething right now when he's just trying not to be disrespectful because you're here. Bully, then, then before I go, how come it wasn't the right reason for Cody to win at WrestleMania? Say again. How come it wasn't the right reason for Cody to get the strap at Mania? In my opinion, because then there had been nowhere to go for Cody. He would, he would have, he would have come back to the WWE and beat Seth at WrestleMania. He would have beaten Seth three times. He would have won the Rumble, and then he would have won the strap at WrestleMania. All that in one year. Where do you go from there? Pretty valid point. All right, but let me just counter that. I I look at. Cody Rhodes as the face of the WWE. I think he's right up there with the John Cena's of the world. I think he can be that person. So if you think that he's that guy, which I do, why not make him the champion at WrestleMania 39 and go with it and be that? You know, as we all talk about, WWE is a babyface territory. Give it to Cody Rhodes. You'll get it. And when he does, it's going to be a celebration like no other. The kid has worked his ass off. Uh, he's proved himself and he's gambled on himself. And that takes a lot of guts. Uh, I'm one of his biggest fans. So I see nothing but good things for Cody. And I, I think that's a valid point from Bully. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. The kid's doing great. He's, he's a walking, talking promo machine. Uh, and he's, and, and he, you feel what he's doing. And uh, I, I love him. So we'll see what the future holds. The next WrestleMania is in Philadelphia. Tommy, the next WrestleMania is in Philadelphia. That Philly crowd's going to shit all over it. Ah. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.
Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.